0: What's up, y'all? You're listening to the Extra Point College Football Podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Carnes, joined as always by my co host, Daniel hammock Daniel, it's nice to be on a weekly rotation again, pumping these out.
1: You know what? It's meant to be. Um, it's good for us, get some structure going. Good for our listeners to know that hey, COVID did not kill the Extra Point Podcast. These guys not are still even close. strong. We're hunkered down, and we're here to stay. So
0: that's right. Well, let's start off. Let's start off with what's going on in recruiting. It is the off season, and that means recruiting season for college football. So, Daniel, hit me with some hit me with some recruiting updates that's going on this week.
1: So there's really just two two big ones. Uh, first one, Oklahoma, which seems to be never short on offensive talent. And uh, obviously, you know, uh, they they try to plug and play with their, their receivers and their, their quarterbacks seem to get drafted every year. Uh, they got a big commit out of Plant City. Uh, so down from where you just moved from, uh, <laughs> Tampa, right. Florida. Uh, Mario Williams, uh, he's actually rated number one receiver in the nation by ESPN, um, but he's a composite four-star. Um, he's number four in his position overall for the for the composite ranking. So, you know, definitely a top five receiver. Uh, right. very, very good, you know, receiver. He'll be good in that system. Um, so that's a big one, big four-star get for the Sooners. And the other big one is actually today um, – Some some may know uh, Demetrius Davis, quarterback out of North Shore, committed to the Auburn Tigers uh, today. Uh, Yes, that North Shore with Zach Evans. He was he's one of the most decorated high school quarterbacks out there, uh, with multiple state championships under his belt, uh, heading into a senior year. Four star kid uh, or four star prospect, number six uh, rated in the nation as a dual threat quarterback. Really looks perfect for that Gus Malzahn system, um, no matter who's calling plays for it. So, uh, look forward to you know seeing him and on the planes. Um, looks like a good get there for for Gus Malzahn and the uh, Auburn Tigers. So those only two big ones this week, but those are definitely two big uh, positions at, at two big schools. So
0: yeah, and who all was in a who all was in Mario Williams top? Was he in the top three? It was, top, top five. five.
1: Yeah, so he had Georgia. Yeah, Georgia, Florida, Ohio State, Alabama. Um, o- o- obviously, Oklahoma is who he chose. And I think LSU was a so Maybe it was a top six. So. I mean,
0: that sounds about yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I feel like most uh most five stars, you you see some rotating names <laughs> like yeah, Alabama's in everybody's top five, Ohio State, Georgia, like. LSU is starting to get there. There, There's national powerhouse. Clemson's starting to get on that level. Like, those are going to be in everyone's at least, you know.
1: He's a highly rated baseball player. So, he was getting a lot of pub there. And so, that's why he was considering some of the other schools. Like, some of the SEC schools. Like, you know, you think about, you know, Georgia, LSU, and Florida, for example, all have very good baseball programs. Right. And so, he was looking at playing both. I think that he recently decided to only go with football. And so that led him to the Sooners. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, so you know, it was one of those things where he said, "Hey, I'm just going to do this." So, but right. uh, definitely a great get for them. And that's, I mean, when you snag a receiver who, if anybody thinks he's the top receiver in the nation, like ESPN, you know, that's a big get, no, no doubt. So. And who is the who is the Albert commit? Uh, Demetrius, Demetrius Demetrius Davis, Davis. quarterback, right. from North Shore. Uh, that is out of great because
0: so. he'll get in during Bo's junior season. And so if all goes perfectly for Bo Nix and he leaves for the, you know, that gets him one year under there. And then you got two or three years of, of this kid who, you know, could jump higher, four-star now. So still a very highly rated recruit. Um, and if it's you
1: great think about her. Bo Nix not being a, you know, not talk over my bad, but uh, Bo Nix not being a, um you know, he's not an obvious NFL choice. So even if Bodenicks plays four years, he comes in red shirts, plays a little bit, and he's still got plenty of eligibility left. So, yeah, this it's a nice little stagger for him uh, getting him in now. So,
0: yeah, absolutely. Well, well, let's move from recruiting to a topic we, you know, said we were going to talk about last week. Uh, we, sorry, we introduced that we were going to talk about it last week on the podcast, but we want to talk some of the top transfers that have happened this off season, and um, a couple of them we know haven't really, you know, chosen a destination. Most of them have by this point and are enrolled. Um, we're going to split this up into two weeks, and so this week we want to talk about quarterbacks. We're going to hit all the quarterbacks, next week we'll hit the everything else, because Obviously, with the way the transfers are rolling in college football and the way they're going to be whenever this transfer rule passes, I fully expect it to pass and get a one-time transfer for every player. Um, And so, quarterbacks are one position where you got one quarterback at the field at all times. You know, offensive line, wide receiver, tight end, running back, every other position, you've got multiple people playing. And so, you can recruit multiple good players and they're going to see the field quarterbacks in one position where it's not going to happen. So that's why, you know, as the transfer portal continues to take hold of college football, quarterbacks will be by far the, you know, (laughs) the most filled position in the transfer portal. And teams that don't have a great quarterback are going to be able to go to the transfer portal, at least have an opportunity to upgrade at quarterback. And this is something coaches are going to have to talk about and think about. Um, But yeah, so let's, let's talk some, let's talk some quarterbacks. Any thoughts on a, just transfers overall quarterbacks in the transfer
1: portal well so i I really like um obviously what the tool we're going to use is for 247 um they have their their transfer portal rankings where this is something that's completely new to college football there's definitely been a need for it with the increase in the transfer portal but what they've been doing is they're no longer relying only on their high school rankings they'll show the high school rankings for these players but they'll also give an updated ranking for them now as a transfer and so several players have upgraded several have downgraded but you know that's just a a projection and what they rate them coming into the to the new school so I mean you know why don't we start at the top um number one rated on the list is JT Daniels now he's one of those few that we talked about that hasn't chosen a place yet he was a five star he came in with that lauded group of Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields so he was number three and he had a good, you know, a decent freshman year a couple years ago, and then he was hurt last year. And Keaton Slovis, who, you know, you you really really like, um, I like him too. I think he is going to contend for maybe a Heisman Trophy uh, candidacy, at least be in the running if um, he puts up numbers. But um, anyways, so anyway, he's uh, JT Daniels is transferring out. He's looking for a new home. There's several folks who have tied him to Tennessee with Tennessee's recent recruiting um you know success and noise this would be an interesting get uh, a lot of people have tied him because T Martin um currently on staff with Tennessee was a quarterback coach and offensive coordinator when JT was getting recruited out of high school so um that'd be a that'd be a good move um you want me to just go down the list or you want to talk about him a little bit
0: Let's, let's talk about him each as we go down. Um, so, JT Daniels, like you said, number three quarterback in that 2018 class behind Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields, um, was a five-star, you know, 99 ranking from 247. And so, that ranking has gone down a little bit to 96, you know, rated as a four-star currently, as he sits. Um, yeah, landing spots, depending on where he lands – he could change the landscape of college football this year. Because he missed all of last season, he'll get immediate eligibility wherever he goes. And so I think he is the type of quarterback that can really elevate a program. So yes, tennessee has been mentioned. I have four more. I'll start with another program that I don't think this elevates and changes the landscape of college football, but Washington. What if he stays in the Pac 12, goes in north of Washington, new coaching staff, new regime, you know, Jacob Easton leaves, immediately becomes a starter. And I think he takes them from a rebuilding season where they could contend for second in the North to potentially contending with Oregon. You know, if you have a good quarterback, a lot of games can go, you know, those toss-up games can go your way. And so the other three, though, I think if he lands at one of these three schools, it could change the national landscape. So Michigan, all right? Jim Harbaugh's been dying for a quarterback. You and I, neither one of us were really big Shea Patterson fans. He got beat out by Jordan Ta'amu at Ole Miss, and so and he Gattis goes to Michigan. actually got
1: his his offense going towards the end of last year. So you saw what Josh Gattis could do exactly. as an OC. So
0: exactly, and so he goes to Michigan. What if they finally get over the hump? They go eleven and one. You know, they go, they did he know he could literally change the landscape of their team. Second team, and I'm going I'm going in order of relevance here. LSU. Alright. He goes to LSU. I know they believe in Matt Flynn, but like... And I know they lost a ton. We've already talked about this year. is going to be a rebuilding year.
1: But... Miles Brennan. I'm so sorry. Uh, Matt Miles Flynn. Matt, oh Matt my Flynn's, goodness. Uh, he won a national he championship. used to be a
0: quarterback. That's yeah. right. 2007. 2007. Miles Brennan. I just think of uh, of Matt Flynn when I Which look similar. at Miles Brennan. Yeah, Same a, kind of quarterback. Yeah. So Anyway, sorry. Thank you. Um, Yeah, so I think that He could elevate LSU to another 11-1 season. Like, I think he's better than Miles Brennan. Lastly, and this is a team I'm going to be high on all year, so go ahead and get me the t-shirt, Penn State. I like Sean Clifford, but JT Daniels is an upgrade from Sean Clifford. I think JT Daniels puts Penn State, if they're already not in this spot, but to contend for a national championship this season.
1: Hey that's, that's very interesting. Um, it would now the first two the first two are very like or the the Penn State and LSU are very likely I would I would think it. And Washington would be interesting as well. Um, from a team chemistry perspective, because uh, you know how it's a lot of politics involved in everything as well. I don't think that the Penn State thing makes a whole lot of sense there because you have a returning incumbent starter. Uh, for these others, it would be, you know, like even though Miles Brennan is coming back for LSU, there's nothing proven. You'd essentially say, hey, it's a competition. We're bringing in the best competition. And no one's going to fault uh, Coach O for doing that. And and then with Michigan, yeah, yeah obviously lose Shay Patterson. Bring in somebody to comp- compete with uh, Dylan McCaffrey. I think that's probably the best move. Um, definitely upgrade the room um yeah I mean those are all interesting and I do agree he could change the landscape of college football I mean if he goes to a smaller school it could change the landscape from a perspective of a team a lesser team like let's say a Tennessee what if they slip up and beat one of the big boys because they have a JT Daniels now or someone like this so I think he could definitely be a, a, a nice little equalizer or a thorn in the side of uh, of them but uh, from that, we can just move on and go to uh, K.J. Costello. So he um, he transferred from Stanford, and he actually went over to Mississippi State. He followed Mike Leach, the pirate coach, over to Mississippi State to run the air raid, um, which this you know this was one of the more even transfers that they gave, saying that he was a four-star before and he's still a four-star. His rating did go down slightly, went from a 97 down to a 95. But um Jacob, I really think this is a good move for him following someone who can really make his career look good and then um, I think it's great for leach because he didn't really have anybody to run the air raid on that roster and while they might not be great this year, they're at least serviceable in that in that offense and you know he gives them a chance to uh, to be something of what leach wants to run. so I definitely think this is going to be a a fun one to watch. He's big guy, six five, two twenty two. He's definitely got a potential NFL career ahead of him. So if he can get right for a couple years, or maybe just one year uh, that he has left, he is immediately eligible. So uh, this should be uh, a quite little turnaround for him.
0: Yeah, I think you hit every point. Uh, great move for him. First. Like I think about, you know, everybody, everybody's going to talk about this, but Gardner Minshew had the option to. He wanted to go to Alabama, but Saban told him, like, hey, come be our backup. And Mike Leach said, hey, come break a passing record. Yeah. And now he's the quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars. So, like, for him, yeah, like you said, this is a great move. You can come in and, like, pad some stats and look really good as a quarterback on this offense and really change your draft trajectory, especially in, like, a quarterback class like this year where – you know, you're going to have your Justin Fields, your Trevor Lawrence. Like, Jamie Newman's going to come out. Like, some of, some of the more guys in the list are going to come out. Um, yeah, you, you can really elevate yourself on that level. You can sneak into the first round like a Jordan Love.
1: Well, and then you you just mentioned somebody, uh, Jamie Newman. Uh, let's talk about him. He's the next one on this list. He's actually someone who did the opposite. He went up in the rankings. Um Former Wake Forest quarterback came in originally as a three-star, uh, eighty-five overall rating by uh, two four seven, and now he's uh, a four-star. He's been upgraded, and he's ninety-two overall uh, coming into Georgia. Which this is one of those that you know it's a product of previous transfers and a quarterback going early. Uh, you know, you losing out, Georgia losing out on a um, Justin Fields transferring away, and obviously. Jake Fromm going pro early, they needed a senior or they just needed a veteran quarterback to plug in and play because really the truth of it is Georgia doesn't have time to baby a quarterback and bring in a freshman who's not ready or bring in someone who's maybe not ready to play championship football. They've got a team that's ready to win a championship and they need to give that che- that uh, team best opportunity possible. Jamie Newman could be that guy.
0: Yeah, you hit the nail on the head there. Georgia has a championship roster. Jake Fromm leaves. You need a quarterback this year to keep you competitive. And sure, you know, uh, Carson Beck could have been that guy coming in as a freshman. Could be. I don't know. But Jamie Newman has proven it at the college level that he's he's that dude. And so new offense for Georgia. I think the best thing for a new offense is an experienced quarterback that's run a similar offense. And something you and I have talked about. I mean, Georgia last year. Like, Jake Frum was a great Georgia quarterback. I mean, like, nothing, no one can take that from him. 35-7 and seven is a starter. But on third and four, when the play breaks down, I like that you've got 6'3", 225 Jamie Newman to go get you four yards. <laughs> and, like, when when the pocket collapses, Georgia. that's something Georgia hasn't had since Kirby Smart's been here. That's something Georgia hasn't had really since DJ Shockley
1: yeah. back
0: in 2005. So this – this new a new offense mixed with the coming in of Jamie Newman. I mean, a storm's brewing in Athens. And what, you know, whether or not it uh it does its damage, it you know, Jerry's out, we'll see. You know, I think Georgia's offense is a sports car that's been, you know, waiting to be unlocked, just like LSU's was before this past season. I'm not saying George is gonna have an LSU season. That was historic. But I mean, anything better than last year, this team's going to be dangerous because of the defense. And so, yeah, Jamie Newman is Georgia. Great, great fit. I think it's a great move for him as well, just like KJ Costello, to get into the NFL because you're going to go play for a team different from KJ Costello. KJ Costello is going to get his stats with Mike Leach. Uh, Jamie Newman's going to get to the opportunity to prove it at the highest level because Georgia, you know, they finished third, fifth, and fifth in the final college ball playoff rankings the last three years. So they're going to contend for a playoff spot. Um, again this year, so great move for Jamie Newman. Um, and the the next ranked quarterback we got, D. Eric King, <laughs> transferring from Houston, uh, said he was going to stay at Houston. I don't think anybody believed that for a second. But going to Miami, what are your thoughts on D. Eric King?
1: Well, my first thought is when when all that stuff came out last year, none of us truly believed that he was going to stay, but that's what they were telling everybody. There was talk that he was going to try changing positions because he does have a elite speed. There was talk that hey he's going to try to change to his more NFL position and then transfer or do something of that nature. Um, none of that was true. Uh, definitely he wanted to at least have another year as a quarterback. If he's going to change positions, he'll just change in the NFL. But look at Kyler Murray, five foot seven, five foot six, whatever he is, uh, uh, and then you know now NFL starting quarterback. You can you can be a starting quarterback in the NFL now under six foot. So him being 5'11", that's, you know, no slouch or anything like that. He's the second quarterback on this list right after Jamie Newman to be a uh, actually go up in his rankings from high school. He was uh, 88 overall, Um, and then now he's gone up to a four-star from a three-star. He's now a four-star, 91 overall as a transfer. Now, I know a lot of people say ratings don't matter, but, you know, when you take into consideration what he's done so far as his college career that's what this is really showing it's not specifically about the numbers that I don't know how specifically they calculate it but if you're telling me just based on the information I've seen that he is a better player than what they projected when he came out of high school I would say that I think that's true because he is on a national scale past two years going to Miami we'll see what happens he's going to be in that um, Kendall Browse offense Um, and so we'll see if that not Kendall browse offense. <laughs> Hold on. They did cheat off of
0: coordinators, but it's not Kendall browse Rhett Lashley. Uh, Sam Pittman got Kendall browse Rhett
1: Lashley. Let me see. It's a former
0: Yeah, Rhett Lashley. It's a, Yep. Oh. That's okay.
1: Will I want one want a
0: mistake, so I had I had my Matt Flynn in twenty twenty starting quarterback.
1: So. Okay. <laughs>
0: yeah, Rhett Lashley. Anyway, new offense.
1: (laughs) Yeah, new offense, Rhett Lashley. They're not under that same, you know, Dan Enos offense from last year. Again, I think this is similar to Georgia where you're going to have Diaz as coach always going to have a good defense out there for the most part. If you have a quarterback like, you know, Derek King, who first of all could be a playmaker and make you electric on offense, or second of all, when things break down – he can get you first down here, first down there with his legs, keep drives alive, and then really, uh, you know, be a, a a positive impact on that defense by keeping them off the field. Um, I mean, it's ACC Coastal. Anything can happen.
0: Anything can happen. And, and that's my thing. This is a perfect move for Miami because everyone contends for the Coastal every year. So you're already contending. And you get a quarterback that can elevate you because that's, that's North Carolina has the quarterback. Um, Virginia tech Jerry's out. They, I mean, he could be the guy, but, um, I mean, Derek King's better. This makes you either the first or second best quarterback in the ACC coastal. And so, and that, that means you're second or third in the conference. <laughs> and right. so, um, cause you know, you got Trevor, but yeah, I think it's a great move for Derek King. Um, can go and, you know, he's going to he's gonna be able to play in some bigger games in Miami. Uh, new offense is going to be more simple, is what R Lashley said. I was actually just reading. He actually, Rett Lashley played for Gus Malzahn in high school in Arkansas. So, oh, okay. that's fun. Just fun little fact. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I like this move for Derek King. Um, you know, you, you can go in the Coastal this year. If you win the Coastal, you're going to get to play against Clemson. And even if you lose that game, you look good against Clemson. You know, your draft stock's going to rise. Your name's out there, right. Right,
1: exactly. Staying in the Yeah,
0: I mean, go ahead. we
1: got uh, Keaton Thompson, who we talked about earlier with with Mississippi State, um, with KJ Costello going in, Keaton Thompson coming out. um, He was not really going to be a fit for that uh, air raid offense under under Leach, and he really wasn't quite getting his – his shake there he's a, a former four-star in high school he did downgrade a little bit to a three-star from a 92 down to an 89 but um you and I obviously were big on Virginia last year Bryce Perkins he uh he graduated and moved on and now you got Keaton Thompson six foot four 225 you know stud coming in I mean hey what what does it mean is he going to be good it's, at this point it's a coin flip but I know that he had a couple of good games in spot duty um, under Joe Moorhead, um, and so uh, I think I think he's at least got talent. And so you know, we'll see what it happens with you know under uh, Mendenhall being coached up. But you know, what do you think about it?
0: This is my favorite fit of the quarterbacks we're going to talk about.
1: Okay, um, it's
0: perfect. Like Bryce Perkins, like. Historic for your offense in Virginia leaves. Most of your production come from the quarterback. Like their top passer obviously is a quarterback, top rusher, he leaves. So if you're looking at returning production, like Virginia's losing most of their production on offense because Bryce Perkins leaves. You plug in Keaton Thompson, who has experience in the SEC, though it's little, but this is the exact type of quarterback that Bryce Perkins was, which is a an athlete who can run who can also throw the ball. He's definitely a run-first quarterback. Right. But that's all Virginia needs. You're in the Coastal. And so, like, I legitimately think Keaton Thompson raises Virginia's ceiling by one win. Raises their floor by one win. And that's all, you know, that, that one win could be the ACC Coastal. Like, yeah. I think, you know, I talked about the two tiers of the ACC Coastal. I think this takes them from Tier 2 to Tier 1. Like, yeah. to be in that conversation of they're one of the four teams that could win the ACC Coastal this year. And yes, that's very broad and saying four teams, but that's the Coastal every year. So, um, yeah, I, I, I really do think he elevates Virginia, and I love this fit for Keaton Thompson.
1: I think it's a good time to get a fresh start, and um, a team that needs you, you're automatically injecting, you know, you're one of the most talented players on the roster coming right. in, as at Mississippi State, you're kind of an afterthought. You're fighting back and forth with Tommy Stevens and Garrett Schrader, and then yep. – um, obviously now it's Costello coming in. It was just, it's too crowded. And like what we, the whole thing we're talking about, these quarterbacks are moving. They're on the move because of, um, just there's only one can play. So County Tom Keaton Thompson, sorry, is, uh, definitely good enough to play in college football. So might as well play somewhere else. So this is a good move for him. Um, I think dually for, uh, Virginia, they needed to add some, some, uh, some talent onto the roster. This is a good way to do it. Um, speaking of, of the SEC, where he, where Keaton came from, let's go to a, a, a lightning rod of opinion uh, player here, uh, Felipe Franks, coming from Florida, going over to uh, Arkansas. Um, I think this is a good move. Um, I don't know how much we got to say about it. It's good for him. He's going to be able to start and play for another year. Uh, good for them. It upgrades their room.
0: Yeah. I think it's Sam Pittman's got a quarterback. Like you and I are both on the record saying we did not believe in Felipe Franks of Florida, but that doesn't mean I don't believe in Felipe Franks at Arkansas. Like he elevates their program. Like, again, I don't think Felipe Franks was as Florida fans thought, like the guy to help them beat Georgia when the SEC East, he wasn't. And that was proven, but he can help Arkansas be better this year in Sam Pittman's first year. Like he, he was an SEC starter for two years. Like, if nothing else, he started in the SEC for two years. That's going to bring a lot of experience for Sam Pittman's first year. And I, again, think it's a good fit. That's a great move for him. And great for Sam Pittman to get him in there. And yeah, I think it's a good fit. I don't think there's much more to say about it. But we'll we'll see what happens this year with Arkansas. But I think it's good for for both parties.
1: Well, and that was a, an East quarterback going to the West. Now let's talk about another SEC transfer, a West quarterback going to the East. Joey Gatewood right. getting overlooked by Bo Nix. Uh, couldn't quite beat him out, but he's transferring to Kentucky. Um, I think he doesn't quite have immediate eligibility right now. I think there may have been something with his transcript um, where he's having to get something figured out with a class or two, something like this. Um, I wouldn't put a rush on this. For his sake, because Terry Wilson's probably going to be the starter anyways, or Sawyer Smith, they're going to battle it out. But that was going to be my question that, for you. Yeah, the, just the fact that he's transferring there, I think he's going to be a great fit eventually. He'll still have two years eligibility even if he sits this year, uh, so no no problem there. Uh, I think he'll still have a pretty good career. You will hear the name Joey Gatewood when you're watching SEC Network. You know, you'll you'll hear it in yeah, a yeah. couple years, and he'll be. I think is perfect for that stoop system, just because they're a tough team. Yeah, he's if he's running the read option, getting some tough yards, that kind of stuff. He could keep them in games. I think he's the type of guy who that's a good player to get. So, um, right. but yeah, we uh, anything on Joey?
0: Yeah, I mean, if it ain't bro- if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So, look like what Kentucky did this year with a run first, second, and third, past fourth quarterback in <laughs> Lynn Bowden Jr. Obviously, that wasn't the plan, but he comes in, you do what you have to with him. But if that works, and you can go 8-4 and four in the SEC, my goodness, do it. And Gatewood's the kind of guy who can come in and do it. Like Because my question with Gatewood is his arm. Like If you couldn't beat out Bo Nix, who I think will upgrade this year, but if you couldn't beat out Bo Nix with his arm, Bo Nix's arm is not elite. Um At least it was in the beginning of last season. And so if you're not beating that out, then your arm's obviously not elite. But your arm doesn't have to be elite if you're running the read option um, at Kentucky. So I agree with you. I think it's a name you're going to hear. uh, If not this year, then next year. Because I think Terry Wilson's the guy this year regardless. But I think Gatewood, learning the system a little bit, being with Mark Stukes, again, it it makes Kentucky better. It elevates their program. And so, yeah, great move for Gatewood and for Kentucky to get him in the door.
1: He could be good on their scout team this year, though, and you something you don't even think about just them him helping the you know the defense by getting yep. better in preparation for for other quarterbacks, um, especially if they you know they ever play Auburn. I don't even know if that's that LSU is their crossover game, and then I don't know who else they play. Uh, but move over to um, another Alabama quarterback uh, Tal, uh, Talia Tugavilua. He's actually transferring over to Maryland. So he's going to the Big Ten, uh, following his former OC, Mike Loxley out there. Uh, this was kind of a surprise I'm, for me. I'm sure it was probably for you as well. We knew that Tugavaloa is potentially going to transfer, but we thought he was going to go to South Florida somewhere and be near his family and his brother now getting drafted to the Miami Dolphins. Um, but this is interesting. I mean, Going, following Loxley out there, maybe yeah. you know some similar stuff. I mean, he's probably going to be the most talented on the roster. I don't know. I haven't really looked at Maryland's. I haven't done my deep dive on you know uh, Maryland just yet. But what do you think of this move?
0: Great move. You go with the guy you have a relationship with. Uh, he knows Talia. I think it's a reason he recruited him, um, and knows the family really well. Another a very you know family oriented. I mean, I think he starts this year. They, you know, quarterback-wise, they played a couple guys last year. I mean, Jarrett Jackson is who they had from Virginia Tech. And uh, he transferred in from Virginia Tech. But just wasn't good last year. And so I think very easily he can come in and be the starting quarterback. Um, he's got- not Tua by any means. But, again, at Maryland, you've worked with Loxley before. You've worked in the offense. Like, he can very easily come in to be the starter this year.
1: And they've got a great receiver coming in, Rakeem Jarrett, five-star wide That's right. receiver. That's right. Uh, front from the area um there's a lot of players that are coming out of that area now so you know watch out i mean if loxley gets a couple of decent seasons going he might yep. keep some more of these kids home and the more he keeps home i mean the more talented they're gonna be but that's a right. very very interesting um move uh didn't expect it but i'm excited to watch it i think it'll be fun Absolutely. hopefully for the he gets uh, immediate eligibility since everybody seems to get immediate eligibility no reason to limit him. Well, I mean, he didn't
0: play last season at all, so I mean, you could. I don't know if he's re, he's redshirted yet. Was he a freshman this year? Uh, I
1: think sophomore? he redshirted the year. Before. No, no, oh, he okay. redshirted last year. No, 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 that was his true freshman year. So he redshirted this past year. So. Okay,
0: so yeah, he'll he'll be immediately eligible then.
1: Well, I hope so. So they're they're weird about stuff. The NCAA doesn't make any sense, but That's true. I, it's, think, yeah, it's. I think he'll be eligible, <laughs> um, and he might. Uh, anyways, we we don't have to get into that. That's a whole nother show. Uh, but with with eligibility, I do know someone who has two years of eligibility remaining. And that's uh, former Clemson quarterback Chase Bryce, who is transferring over to Duke. And uh, Chase Bryce, he graduated this past uh, December. And he's famous for saving the Clemson Tigers. In that's that right. Against uh, Syracuse, where yep. T-Law got hurt. Chase Bryce comes in. Continues to hand the ball to Travis Etienne, and Etienne, I think, had almost 300 yards rushing that game, and like four touchdowns. And Chase Bryce, he converted a couple of big time- fourth down. He had a yeah. third on fourth down. So he's he's definitely going to be talked about in Clemson lore for saving their season. A couple, you know, that's right. And he's just and that he's was just, a natty
0: season. So he's
1: just a good dude. Um, from everything we've we've read and heard about, he's a avid. Bachelor follower. Um, he's part of Bachelor Nation and follow him on Twitter. <laughs> important. He's all about it. So, hey, that's an important quality in anybody. He might eventually be on the Bachelor. He's a good looking dude, but now he's going with Duke. Um, some people might not get this move, but really, if you're wanting to be an NFL quarterback, there's nobody I would go to before David Cutcliffe as far as getting coached at the college level. He's coached both the Mannings, and you could argue, hey, the Mannings had a lot of talent before then, but. It's about getting them to the level that they're they're um, going to be ready for the NFL. He runs the Manning passing camp; that's his baby. So he's going to be a great coach. Um, he's going to have two years with them um, if he doesn't go pro after this year. I don't know what the future holds, but it's the ACC. I mean, he's going to rack it's up the some- ACC coastal. Yeah. So <laughs> it, like you know, like we keep saying, anything can happen. And I mean, worst case, he's going to probably end up with a Duke degree, maybe a graduate degree. So. Hey, right. Nothing wrong with that. I mean,
0: look, this is this is the third ACC Coastal team with a transfer quarterback, and I think all of them are important. Like every single one of these quarterbacks elevates this team in the Coastal. Coastal is always the most fun, man. I I love the ACC Coastal. Get inject that noon like Virginia Pit game into my veins. I love it.
1: <laughs> First of all, it's a twelve thirty kick. If it's on, the, yeah, that's, that's, right. that's what, some reason they're always a twelve thirty kick they don't they don't believe in you know
0: the noon give day. me more Duke Miami give me give me every Virginia Tech North Carolina I mean Georgia yeah. Tech Duke give me Georgia Tech Duke <laughs>
1: love it I'm, I'm here for it I just wanna I just wanna watch this on Fox Sports South or, that's or, or, right. or hey uh, now they got the acc network so they're yeah, upgrading. that's true. That's it's like all Georgia
0: Tech going from Rawlings to Adidas, so. You know? Hey, <laughs> That's ex- it works. Hey,
1: it was Russell Athletic. Russell,
0: football. sorry, not Rawlings, Russell. Rawlings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my god.
1: Yeah, Chase,
0: Chase okay. Bryce, yeah, elevates the program. Um, Clemson hero, has ACC experience in the same conference. You um, I mean, he had all the main points. David Cutcliffe.
1: He can meet him, he can meet Clemson in the ACC championship. He if could. He there,
0: with that I mean, for Clemson, what a story. yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, next we got a uh, we got Anthony Brown going from from Boston College to Oregon. I mean, Oregon was in the need of a, was in need of a starting quarterback. They've got a guy in the roster who you know could probably win the job, but I think Anthony Brown comes in, starting experience. He slightly upgraded. And his rating went from 85 to 87 on the, on the rating um, ran a great offense at Boston college, um, not great talent around him. And so great talent surrounding him at Oregon. And I know they're not like an air raid type offense at Oregon. They very much were a pro style with Justin Herbert, um, which again could help him a lot as a passer. And then he comes in with experience to help Oregon because Oregon, again, one of those rosters where, now, I think the trajectory of Oregon is very high. And I think they're going to improve year over year. But you're opening this door of contention, and not just Pac-12 contention. But last year you knocked in the door of playoff contention. Oh yeah. This year, where hey, is it? Could you open that door? Well, you need a quarterback. Every team that's won the national championship has had an elite quarterback. Is Anthony Brown an elite quarterback? Maybe. I don't know yet, but I definitely think he elevates Oregon and that it's a it's a great move on both parties.
1: Yeah, I think I, – I mean, I agree. Um, I'll be honest with you. I didn't watch a whole lot of Boston College last year. If I did, I was paying attention to uh, A.J. Dillon, the running back. But Anthony Brown, uh, you know, an experienced starter coming into Oregon. If nothing else, if someone else beats him out, well, great. You've got an experienced backup. If he wins the job – then great, he's he's there because they got a couple freshmen coming in. They're going to be pretty good, uh, but they're they're not ready to start this year by any means. So Anthony Brown could be fun, um, and you know I think it's a good move. Oregon was looking for the transfer quarterback. There's a lot of ties to Jamie Newman early on, before Georgia found out they needed a quarterback, and so Anthony Brown was next on their list. It appears, and uh, they got their guy. So um, from that, we can go over to the Big Ten peyton ramsey um he was at indiana transferring over now to northwestern um fighting accountants so um anyways <laughs> uh, the jacob you got to give me a, a pulse on this does this make northwestern better
0: yes it does and i i, I like this transfer and you like you like the last one we're going to talk about um peyton ramsey was great at indiana And, um, like, as a passer, I mean, his his completion percentage increased every year. Like, he's a three-year starter, and this year he lost the job after getting injured. And so, went from 65 to 66 to 68. So, he's improved every year. Um, Passer rating has gone up every year. I like Peyton Ramsey a lot. He stays in the Big Ten. He goes to a team in desperate need of any offense. We've talked about the fact that Northwestern had a historically low offense. So, yeah. Great move for Northwestern. Peyton Ramsey lost his starting job. He gets to stay in the Big Ten, stay in the same region. He knows the competition. He helped elevate Indiana to a team that is, you know, could go 8-4 and four for the second year in a row, I think. I think they've got that kind of team. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I like this move a lot. I like Peyton Ramsey. I like the fit at Northwestern. They need all the help they can get. So great for them to get him in the door. And I think it's a good move for, for Peyton Ramsey, too. I think he can make a name for himself. He's not going to have any competition in Northwestern. So, um, good opportunity for him.
1: He's got a very quarterback name, Peyton Ramsey. So That's right. I can, I can dig it. Um, and he's one of those that actually increased in his rating as well. He's still a three-star right. point from an 83 to an 87. That I mean, if nothing else, guys, that just shows you this is a valuable pick. Uh, someone who has progressed over their career. So, um, yeah, I'm interested to see. Um, good coach and Pat Fitzgerald, we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah. last thing we're going to talk about with you guys tonight is uh, uh, someone that is probably familiar to most SEC fans and um, just someone I'm interested to see what how their career concludes. But Jake Bentley, uh, transferring from South Carolina out to Utah, he's a grad transfer, will be immediately eligible. Um, he's a four-star coming into high school at 90 overall and dropped down to a three-star at 86 overall. Um, I think it's just, you know, just with injuries last year, it was one of those things where uh, he got injured early on in the year and they just decided, hey, it's best if we just go our separate ways. We've got some young quarterbacks we want to see out on the South Carolina roster. But this is a guy who started a ton of SEC games. Um, If you'll remember, he actually reclassified and joined uh, when it would have been his senior year of high school. He came in and was a freshman at South Carolina. And he didn't play the first Six or seven weeks of the season, but then they had a bye week and they had lost a couple games. And so Will Muschamp pulled the red shirt and said, "Get out there." And South Carolina was a different team the second half of his freshman year, and he was the big reason for that. His sophomore year definitely improved them, and then uh, his junior year was a, a good quality year for them. Um, then he got a medical red shirt for his his senior year. So he's been in college football for four years already. This is his fifth year. Um, and so he's got one year to show it. He's going to Utah, which great coaching, Kyle Whittingham, capable team. They definitely lost some to the NFL, but they're always developing talent. Um, and so there's going to be there's musical quality around him. He'll be having to pick up some of that production, but um, I think it's definitely a plug and play with them. I wouldn't necessarily say that he's going to be the guy that wins them games, but I think he can definitely be part of the solution there. And who, who knows. This could be a team that wins the the Pac-12 South and, uh, you know, does that again and, you know, challenges for another conference championship. Um, Jake Bentley could be part of that. So I'm interested to see what happens. Uh, this could also just help him kind of rewrite some of his draft stock that he lost um, after kind of a subpar junior year and then an injury in a senior year.
0: Right. And I think that you see, I talk about the progression with Peyton Ramsey. You see a digression digression whatever you see a decrease in production for re- uh regression. regression yeah there you go regression that makes more sense <laughs> for jake Bentley um with his completion percentage going down then he gets hurt and the, the first or second game
1: the first game yeah it was i i can't i'd, I'd be lying if i told you what it was if it was first or second game really- yeah
0: and like so so he'll he'll go to utah i think he'll start i don't think he's as good as tyler huntley and the biggest problem, I mean, they need all the help they can get. So good for Utah for getting him in. Why I'm not as high on this is because Utah ranks, out of 130 FPS teams, 130th in returning production. Yeah. So, like, it, he's not going to have great talent around him. Young talent, but uh, not great talent. You know, that doesn't mean that Utah can't uh, compete for the Pac-12 South. I don't think they will this year. I mean, you went 11 and one last year. I think that was your best. You like, that's the best version of Utah. That's as good as you're going to get. And they missed opportunity by not winning the conference. Um, I think it's going to be a couple more years before they cycle up like that again. Like, I think this is a year you finished third, fourth in the Pac-12 South. Um, but yeah, that's why I'm, that's just not as high on that one, but yeah, a name we need to, we need to watch and Hey, he could prove me wrong. He'd go in there and light a fire under, under Utah. And, they very could win the pac 12 the pac 12 south but that's that's our quarterbacks and next week we're going to talk every other position we got we got a nice little list of uh of other guys who are transferring who could make an impact but no no impact quite like quarterback but that will do it for this edition of the extra point i am jacob he is daniel see ya yeah.